Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, all you scaredy legends. This is Damo. I just wanted to once again throw out some quick little plugs before the episode. Firstly, if you're in Melbourne, I'm now running a monthly screenwriters club at the Nova Cinema in Carlton, where on the first Monday of every month, we head to the movies to watch a new release and then go around the corner to Story Studios Australia to enjoy some refreshments and chat through the movie. It's a lot of fun, very laid back. You get to meet some awesome people and, of course, do our favourite thing of talking movies. You can find all further details and the booking link at tinyurl.com forward slash screenwriters club. And I'll also add that link to the show notes as well. Secondly... Our Patreon. We are having so much fun over there, not only creating a score of bonus content, including small screen scares, our RPG campaigns, and a whole bunch of other interesting apps, but also connecting with all our patrons and discovering if they're cowards or brave babes. And because we've reached our first two initial stretch goals, we also have even more bonus content coming up on top of our current weekly episodes, including an audio commentary for a movie chosen by our patrons, And Sean is going to deliver us the incredible gift of his movie maintenance for the Underworld franchise. I'm so freaking excited for it. You can sign up now for just five bucks a month at patreon.com forward slash scaredy boys. That's it. Thanks so much, everyone. And stay scared. You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Home of comedy, (laughs) culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Your Next. Your Next is a 2011 American slasher film directed and edited by Adam Wingard and written by Simon Barrett. When the Davison family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the gang of mysterious killers soon learns that one of their victims harbours a secret talent for fighting back. I love that as a premise, just off the bat. I love the idea that you've got some killers that have come to this house and that they're- It's such a clever idea Mm. to just be like, what if the final girl was- actually the most competent person. What if the final girl was Sarah Connor in Terminator 2? Yeah, yeah. What if her dad was like a crazy prepper and has basically accidentally prepared her for this her whole life? What if the final girl was Australian? My name's Erin and I'm the final girl. <laughs> question question about our, our very own Sharni. Um, yeah. Sharni Vincent. Does she sound super Australian or is it just because we're not used to seeing it 
on the silver screen? That's a great question. That is a like, yeah. I think there's also the juxtaposition of her against all the all the Americans. It's it's got to be that too. Yeah. But I, yeah. I listen to her in this, and I'm like, whoa, you are from North Queensland. Yeah. Like <laughs> you you wrestle crocodiles yeah. and like I can hear the rainforest in your voice. You know how you often see on the internet like people going like, well, Australians pronounce words really yeah. weird and stuff. Shani's like Shani's accent. Is that yeah like, right, right? We normally see those things on the internet and go, it's not that fucking bad. Yeah. Like seriously, uh, no, Shani is like it. Just it sounds insane when you watch this movie. Yeah. We were just all like, what the fuck? Even Shani, that's just Shani. That feels like a very yeah. Like, Shani's are crazy. You can name. put an Aussie twang on that so easily. Yeah. Well, Sean, you've I've got to jump in here. She's not from Queensland. She's actually from Cronulla. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, you know, that's one of them. So she's in the southern beaches of New South Wales. I'm feeling more Australian just talking about her in this episode. <laughs> just hearing Tom say Cronulla. Cronulla. But she um she obviously did do ply her trade on Home and Away. And I think I think it's a case of like I feel like in Movies these days, because this is about what ten years old, eleven yeah. years old, maybe more, twelve years old, two thousand eleven. It's, yeah, it's double figures. Yeah. I think movies these days, Australian accents are softer when they're Australian. Mm. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, like I just feel like when an Australian voice bobs up, it's a bit softer. Whereas this is like peak Sam Wertho Worthington era of Australian <laughs> yeah. accent yeah. in cinema. And so was she home and away? Did you say she is home and away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a common thing too with the home and away and the actors who have been on Neighbours as well. Those are very specific. Five nights a week soap sort of shows where mm. like the the acting is like Peter Vincent levels of acting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think sometimes it takes a bit to this. She would have probably come straight from the Home and Away era into this sort of film. So uh, yeah, so she finished up on again. I'm going full detective on uh, the Shani yeah. Vincent. This Vincent. is this is an episode. It's not about your next. We're not going to be talking about the movie. We're just doing a deep dive into <laughs> Australia's <laughs> own Shani Vincent. So she was Cassie Turner from 2001 to 2008. So a really big chunk. Yeah, good good step. So she's finished. She's gone from Home and Away. So she finishes up in 2008. That's a lot of Home and Away. Now I I haven't watched that show since my early teenage years, but um. What she was on that for seven or eight years? That's a lot of natural disasters. That's what they do on those shows. Hundred and thirty-three yeah. episodes. Oh, it's a lot of earthquakes and avalanches and floods and all sorts of shit going on at home and away. No wonder she could take on a few home invaders. Yeah, like- she um obviously does the thing where she goes across to the states. She's in a few crime shows like NCIS, Cold Case, and CSI. That's cool. And then her big break is in Step Up 3. Of course, yeah. No, I recall that. Do you really? I, I haven't seen it, but I remember when she was in it. I'm pretty sure she's the lead. She's Yeah, yeah. She's she's the lead. Yeah. Step Up 3, 3D. Okay. Yeah. Because this is 2010, so it's peak 3D oh, yeah. movies. She's then in Blue Crush 2. Oh, Blue Crush. And then she makes Your Next. Yeah. All right. Good on her. Oh, she's also in another movie, boys, that I think we're going to have to do for this podcast. Is she in a crocodile film? She's in a shark film, Sean. Oh, shark film. Okay. Is this the one where there's sharks in a shopping centre or inside? That is correct. She's yeah, in the movie there's a, there's called a flood. Bait. There's a flood. Uh, a freak tsunami traps shoppers at a coastal Australian supermarket inside the building along with a 12-foot great white. Uh, it stars her, Xavier Samuel, oh. and I want, I'm pretty sure... Lincoln Lewis. Oh yeah. Uh, wow, some big some big Aussies in this. I thought Julian McMahon was in this. Oh, I reckon he probably is. Tom. He is. Julian McMahon is in this, and Dan Wiley. Jeez, this is Australian. We've got to do this movie. <laughs> okay, that's going straight to the top of the list. We've got to do it. Tom couldn't be happier. Can I give you 
just while the IMDb detectives on a roll, sure. I yep. did a little bit of detective work myself Ooh, today. The Watson is trying to become the Holmes. Very <laughs> interesting. Please, Sean's my Moriarty. We all know Damo, you're my Watson. <laughs> yes. This is true. <laughs> I found an article from Total Film Magazine, and they did a vote where you could vote in for the 50 most badass female leads in horror. Okay. So in horror films, in horror TV. Just looking at the list, though, can you guess who the number one would be? So like Nev Campbell, right? Scream? No, no. A Ridley, I would say, or uh, Sarah Connor. Shani Vincent. Get out. (laughs) It blew my fucking head off when I saw this. What? She won for for this film, for your next. I thought you were going to say she was like... Top 10 or something. No, no. top one. Fuck. Can yeah, I put it to you like dude. this, boys? Pound for pound. No, Tom, I shut think- your mouth. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Not pound for pound, mate. Dollar for dollar. No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing dollar for dollar. I'm looking at purely from a from a you know a hypothetical, ontological thought experiment here, Sean. Erin's, Erin, the character of Erin, this is her first time dealing with slashes. Yeah. If we pitted her against Sydney or Ripley I think she fucking smokes them. Wow. No, no, no. Come on. That's a huge call. I think she wins. I think she wins in a fight. She was number one. These are some of the names that she beat. She beat Ripley. She beat Laurie Strode, Sydney Prescott. She beat Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Nancy Thompson. She beat Clarice Starling from The Silence of the Lambs. And guys, she beat Celine from the Underworld franchise. (laughs) It's a disgrace. (laughs) I love that Underworld makes an appearance. (laughs) No, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. She's you I can't be the, on board, Tom. No, it's the no, most insane I'm sorry. thing I've ever she's, seen. She's, she beats like what? Three or four pretty dumb ass home invaders and the dickhead family members who choreographed it all. I don't know. I don't like that's not a fucking xenomorph. She's not fighting a Terminator. No, 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 Tom, no, no. no Tom. She beats a guy named Crispin. I can't have it. I'm not having it. <laughs> all right, that's Sean. Hit me out, hit me out. And Drake. Crispin and Drake. Ugh. So let's just let's just okay. If you're rich, you need to consider the way you name your children. It's disgusting. <laughs> you're basically asking them to be little pricks. You should call them Shani. Shani. Yes. Vincent. All children from now on should just be called Shani. Um just on Shani's, right? So okay. I, I understand the argument being made. All right, so she beats a, f- a bunch of people with weapons using housemate stuff. She's very clever. She's very resourceful. All right. If she took on the ghost face killers, they'd be dead in a heartbeat because they are useless and idiots. Thank you. Yeah, happy to agree with that one. Oh, no, no. Sometimes they're idiots. They're not always idiots. No, true. But I think she could beat both of them. I think she could take out Michael Myers. But Michael Myers is indestructible. He yeah. would like walk on her nail plank thing and just keep coming because that's what he does. I think she could kill him. You're talking about your ass, I mate. I think she could, she could- Your face is no longer talking. Your butt is doing all the she talking She could for kill you. Hannibal Lecter. He's a fucking old man. No, no, no. Ridiculous. Tom, it's also just the fact that like we're talking about like icons of horror, icons of cinema. Right. And it's like, this film, this has a like really dedicated cult following. Yeah. But like no one remembers Erin from Your Next when they're thinking about <laughs> fucking Clarice Starling, for Christ's sake. Like, right. I was completely baffled when I saw it. I couldn't believe what, I, what my eyes were seeing. I love that. Um, respect to Tom. Total film. I used to read that magazine when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they've lost their way. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, love this movie. Yeah, actually had a, had a bit of a ball with this one. It was great. This this follows on from a chat we had a few weeks ago about um, slashes. Yeah, with slashes in general. What was the sick. other slasher? It was we sick. sick, sick. Thank you, boys. Where so basically, yeah, Sean, you had said as a group, it's a good watch. We're in a group setting again. And so we went hunt. Well, I think you, Sean, went hunting for a slasher and found this one. And I'm so happy. Like, it proved your theory because 
I mean, this one was just a joy. It was really good to see what we said before. The final girl just kind of kicking ass most of the way through. She takes a few licks, but she's just so competent. It's so satisfying after so many slashes where they run upstairs and they do the dumb shit and they go where they shouldn't and they don't pick up a weapon and they don't, or they pick up a weapon and then drop it again. And then you've got her finally doing all the things you want the final girl to do. It was very, very satisfying. Yeah, she's great. Slashes are just pure... Scaredy boys, like that. That's I think it's the ideal scaredy boys sort of scenario yeah, because it's yeah. chock full of scares and you know characters doing dumb things maybe. And it's mm. you can just watch a slasher, particularly with a, in a group environment like we did with this one. And yeah. you can you're all just talking about what they should be doing, yeah. why they're idiots, yeah. what we would do. It's just natural. It's such it's such a cool subgenre of horror. It's the it's great. It's, it's one a of the joy. Best. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, you can always tell when someone loves it. Like Adam Wingard very clearly loves the slasher genre. Like he's right. he's a He's a student of the slash because I don't think you can make this movie where the twist is that the final girl is actually the danger. And I think a lot of the spookiest, more intense parts of the film come from her, like home aloneing. Like what if Kevin McAllister grew up basically is what this is. It's great. And I love it because we've seen final girl is the bad guy and this isn't that. It's just that the final girl is like equal to the task, if not greater than. Like, it's great. And then also what's great about it is you pair her with the dumbest fucking family <laughs> ever. Oh, Crispin. The Crispin. Oh, what a tosser. <laughs> and then the scene I'm thinking of is when the sister's like, all right, I'm going to run out and get them. And they're like, I'm the fastest. Yeah, I'm the fastest. You better do a run up to the doorway. And we know there's a piano wire there. Oh, yeah, And you're just great. like, holy, like, amazing. Look, no amazing. disrespect to Crispin, but you spend a lot of the movie watching Watching it and been like, how are you dating Charney? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. He looks a lot older than her for one thing. Yes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I remember Googling it and I'm pretty sure like they're like quite close in age, but he just has that classic thing where at 13, he looked 45. <laughs> Puberty wasn't kind to that man. No. This is it. worth noting too. Um, when we were watching this, the stream did a really weird thing that for a moment we're like, are we watching Memento? Yes, we, that's we right. We went back and saw another yep. scene and it rattled us. We thought, I think there's been a, I think there's been a connection issue. Something's yep. fucked up here. But at the same time, we were like, but is it? Yes. Is this a storytelling technique? And for for probably 10 minutes, we were a bit sort of like rattled <laughs> yeah, by yeah. it. And then we realised, no, it was just yeah, fucking it was, up. It was yeah. a big fuck up. Rural internet, man. Yeah. That's what it was. We're out in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. No, there was no memento shenanigans. It was a very yeah. straightforward slasher. Yeah. And it's it's it fits into that a genre that you actually really love, Tom, where it's like rich fuckheads yeah. copping oh, it. Like yeah. it's really, the, the, the violence in it is quite graphic. But in that perfectly sort of balanced way where it's happening to fuckheads. So yeah. it's kind of cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's actually fun to watch. Yeah. Drake, the, the dickhead brother Drake, oh. there's that conversation before it all kicks off where he's talking to the the filmmaker guy who's the first one to cop it, who was actually um who was he? Yeah. Old mate. Yep. I didn't um, um, Ty West. I'm gonna get it Ty, West. Right Ty West. Ty West. Yep. Sure anyway, thank you. Moriarty wins again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm going to redeem myself now, Sean, because it's actually full of actors who are not actors, but are actually like horror writers. So Drake is Joe Swanberg, who like wrote VHS and The Rental and a bunch of other stuff. Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And has worked like guys. I've been in the. I've I've gone into the VHS film universe. I'm going to bring you with me. I I fear it. Excited. I fear it. Yeah, greatly. Tell me more about that shark movie from before. That's that sounds (laughs) good. But yeah, where Drake Drake gives that line about how he just loves watching commercials. Films these days, who cares? Commercials, that's what I love to watch. <laughs> and you're like, 
I can't wait for this cockhead to die. It is just like you're on the edge of your seat waiting for yeah. it. It's wonderful. It's just, yeah, it's just like this is this is what I liked about this movie. This was really a, like slashes like we've talked about are so much fun anyway. This one like even doubled down on that idea of like the cast is so dumb that you're just happy to see them die. Yep. The one who you don't want to die is so competent that you just get to see her win and win and win. It's like everything you would ever want from a slasher. And yeah, I just had a great time. It was it was really good. At the end, is Shani going to jail? I think 100%. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, she like she kills a cop. Like, doesn't she? Kills a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not her. She sets that trap earlier. I think she should be exonerated for that. I thought so too. I thought that was a real hero ending. I was waiting for that. I thought that trap was going to get, once Crispin Crispin was revealed to be, yeah. I think that would have been a more satisfying use of that one. Yeah, that bit was very lame, I think. Just the whole, like, he answers the phone and assumes he's talking to his brother or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they use that device to reveal that, you know, like- it was frustrating, although he'd been gone for long enough that he just had to be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think we figured out he was a bad guy pretty early, but here's how I would have liked to see it play out, right? He opens the door. She says, like, she's figured it out as well, either through that dumb phone call thing or something else. And he's on the other side of the door. She's on her side of the door. He tries to justify his actions and he's like, but look, we can still be together. Now I'll be rich. I don't need my brother's even dead because you killed him. We can make it work. And then she goes- yeah, you're right. Come on in. Come on in for a hug. Yeah. Knowing that as soon as he steps across that doorway, he's going to cop it. Like, to me, that would have been so like so much more gratifying and satisfying <laughs> and fit with the rest of the movie where she's just in fucking control the whole time. You could even have the thing, though, where you suspect, because he's been gone for so long, you're like, oh, he's got to be in on it. Sure. But he does. He comes back with help, comes back with the police. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it turns out he's just too dumb to have been involved. <laughs> and he opens the door and the cops are there and he just cops it anyway. <laughs> 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 Either oh, way, he's a fucker. Yeah, yeah. It's it's again. It it ticks so many great boxes. But it's the thing that I like that you were talking about, Damo, where she's mm. so competent, and it's great to see like her winning. And you have fear. It, the fear turns into excitement in how she's going to dispatch these intruders. Yes. Yeah. And Sean, I'm going to invoke something that I think you'll appreciate. It felt like. The feeling I feel when I watch the TV series Justified. Anytime <laughs> Raylan Givens is backed into a corner, I'm always oh. like, oh, he's going to be fine. Don't put he's him in a corner. He'll get out of this. He'll get, he's going right. to get out of this. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a perfect show. I've got to watch this fucking show. I feel like I'm, I'm wasting my life by not watching Justified. <laughs> I watched the final scene of that. Oh, I've lost count of how many times I've watched that scene. <laughs> I, I find myself returning to it a lot, you know? Really? Do you save it as a little treat or is it just like, I've had a bad day, I'm going to watch this scene? No, I think it's sort of just like when you reach that period of where you're trying to decide, what am I going to watch? Mm. I'm running out of time. I've got to work tomorrow. I need to pick something. And then you don't. There's too many choices. And then Justified pops up. <laughs> and then you just watch your favorite scene. Amazing. That's beautiful. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Beautiful. All right, boys, let me ask you this. Where are we scared? I think the masks are definitely creepy. Yep. Yeah. And there's some jump scares. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and particularly early, there's that murder, which kind of doesn't actually lead to anything. No, no, no. And I think she even goes to the house later. She doesn't even see it. She doesn't. Think. And then I think it's either the sister or sister. in I think sister-in-law does end up going in there. And, yeah, and but that's such in. a pointless scene. Yeah. She goes over there, learns nothing. And it's that's a frustrating scene for an audience. Yeah. yeah. In terms of scares, yeah, just a little bit of scares with the, the mask. Like the designs are, are clever yeah. and- there's a creepiness to it. It's one of those movies that very much gives way to like starting to be a bit of fun mm, when the mm. action really yeah, kicks yeah. in and the, and the violence. Well, like Home Alone is such a such a good comparison because like obviously the the wet bandits <laughs> genuinely are like there are moments they're genuinely scary yeah. Yeah. in the sense of like because you're from Kevin McAllister's point of view, so of course they're scary. And then and then it has that point where basically yeah he lays all the traps and then he's then it's scary for them. And I think this movie does the exact same thing, whether that point of view of who's afraid and who's in control shifts from a very clear, like at a very clear point. And then as an audience, you're just like, I can sit back and enjoy this now. Like I can just indulge in these guys copping it one after the other. Yeah. Home Alone has unlocked something in my egg just briefly. And it's it's funny to think back to being a kid. And obviously as kids, we weren't watching a lot of horror movies because we're scaredy boys. (laughs) So Home Home Alone was a really scary movie when I was a kid, purely for the South Bend shovel slayer, (laughs) the old man. And like Buzz telling the story through the window and then he looks up at the window. That's terrifying shit when you're a kid. But like, that's amazing. Like I was, I, I watched, Home Alone not too long ago. I literally was talking about it to my students that I teach. We're talking about setups and it's got some amazing setups and the whole first act is all setups. But even just from point of view, they do this great thing where like a lot of the early scenes are shot from higher up. And then as soon as Kevin enters the scene, it shifts down to his point. Like literally the camera drops Mm. and we're looking up at people. They're looking down at us. And then it's delivering it all. So you are in the mindset of this kid where obviously this shovel's like- He's an old man who lives next door. Clearly, same for the furnace. The furnace was genuinely terrifying. Yeah, it's a furnace. Like there's no, there's nothing yeah. scary about yeah. it. And then like that's such a well directed film. I think Chris Columbus yeah. because Chris Columbus. you you just yeah it puts you in the mindset of this kid. And so the things that he finds scary, we are genuinely finding like it makes it scary. And that's that's brilliant filmmaking mm. to this day. To this day, it holds up beautifully. Even the sequel holds up really well. We re we watched it over Christmas. The sequel. And my, even though it's like, what, 20-something years oh, old now, it, it, my it, niece was like in hysterics the whole way through at like the, <laughs> at the, the slapstick comedy of it all. Like she's eight. I think she's about to turn nine. Literally could not stop laughing the whole way. Like she loved it. She had a great time. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say overall, I would say not scared for this one. It would be my If I had to come down hard on one, one or the other, if we made it binary, I would say I wasn't scared. Yeah, I think there's some fear early, but then once 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 the movie shows you what it's doing and, and is like the, mm. the reveal of, of Shani being as capable as she is. Yeah, and I, yeah. I like, you know, at, at 
various points, I was like, is Shani just going to be a final girl? Is that going to be her thing mm. that she's an ex-final girl who's... Which is a different movie again, but no, no, she's just grew up in the outback with a dad who sounds like he was chopper. Like, yeah, I, I think the honestly, I think the scariest scene in the film mm. it doesn't come from anything any of the killers do. It's the scene where she lures the guy down to the basement with the camera. Oh, yeah, such a cool scene. That's good, dude. But that's yeah. the scariest bit, and it's so funny how they just pivot the fear, and now you're like, no, don't go in there. Wait, you're yeah. a bad guy. Yes, go in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even they, there were points that could have been scary because they realize that someone's in the house at some point, like the. Basically, they go upstairs and find their mother who's freaked out after the guy got shot in the head with an arrow and her daughter bled out because she cu- accidentally cut her own neck on the piano wire. So, they take mum upstairs. Mum gets killed a minute later, screams. They all go up and see her. And then they're like, oh, no, we better close the door. And you're like, someone is still in the house. Someone was in the house and killed your mum is still in the house. And they kind of like go over that pretty quickly, where to me, that's where the fear could have come from of this, like, they're like a ghost. They're like a ninja. They're, they could be anywhere and we're, we're so defenseless. But they were very much just like, oh, quick, block up the windows. You're like, it's too late for that. They're in the fucking yeah, they're, house. They're game. already inside. They're yeah. actually really dumb in the way. I, I don't know if it's dumb writing or if it's... It's probably more so dumb characters where they're mm. just kind of like, if we move out of this room, we're going to be fine. It's like, that's yes. not how it works, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think though, at that point um, when they're in the room, I think the kids who are in on it mm. are in the room with them and say, we need to just lock the door. And like, I think there of is course, there's yeah. a little bit of two people like working They're, they're leading them, like, yeah. No, we can't leave, yeah, stay right. here. Our brother's left. We can't go out. We yep. don't know how many are out there. And it is a bit tricky. But also the people in the house are so stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, let's jump straight to that question. Did they act wisely or foolishly? Sister who runs at the front door is interesting. <laughs> As a set piece, that's oh, it's that's fantastic. So good. It's, it's so incredible, good. and you know what's sort of coming, yeah. and it's it's really exciting to watch. Yeah. As a character in a movie, you watch it, and you're like, "Why do you guys never like want to try and use the back door? You're in the biggest <laughs> house in the world, and it's as if there's only one door, and it's the big door at the entrance where you, right. where the arrows have been coming in from. Yeah, like, the direction of the yeah. arrows. <laughs> no one ever tries to go out any other way. Like it was just crazy. Yeah, that is wild. But Tom Sharney, Sharney. Boys, I think Shani's the clever. Oh, look, Sean, if we had it, say we're making a top 50 of clever <laughs> characters in a horror yeah. movie. She's top 30. <laughs> That's Did you hey. say pick 30? No, top 30. There's nothing wrong with top 30. <laughs> She's top 10. Top 10? Clever. Like, like okay. she's switched on. She doesn't make mistakes. She's resourceful. She. She's prepared. We've seen I'm some clever characters, five, yeah. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. No, but she doesn't have to see We often see clever characters who make a mistake and then learn from the mistake. She doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Mm, okay. Her mistake is she trusts her boyfriend. Y- yes. She's got a terrible tasted man. Yeah. Oh, awful tasted One, he man. looks 50 years old, Shani. You can do better, girl. Come on. He's not. Like, here's the thing. At least in one of my other favorite films, Ready or Not, like, I could buy... That the the brother that she's marrying is like he's cute. He's a good looking lad. Oh, he doesn't yeah. look fifty. Yeah. Like I get it. That family's sexy. <laughs> you know? True. They're very sexy family, yeah. This family, family, not sexy. Not sexy. No. I think we're definitive here. They're not a sexy family, guys. No. No. So like on foolishly, yeah, she was foolish to want to marry into that mess. You know what's funny about the very quite ugly family? <laughs> The, all the people that are trying to, you know, perhaps marry into the family, yeah. attractive. Very They're attractive. the hotties, yeah. They're they like, are. I guess that's what money does, right? They're like, all right, we've got the money. We'll get the hotties. Our kids will be both rich and hot. That's how we succeed. Do you know what I've just realized while I'm thinking about this movie? Hmm. So Felix and is it Z? Z They're Z, the two yeah. that are in on yes, it, right? Correct. Yes, and, and obviously Crispin. Yep. They invite their friend Tariq, right? Mm. So they invite a friend of theirs to dinner, knowing that at that dinner... 
people are going to die, including their friend Tariq. I hate him. What a bunch of fucking assholes. Tariq was dating the sister. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I thought they were just friends. No, yeah, no. <laughs> that would have been psycho. No, Tariq would have invite my friend yeah. along. No, Tariq was another hottie trying to marry into the family. <laughs> yeah, right. he was the cute artsy one. Oh, boy. <laughs> With, and you could tell, boys, you could tell he was artsy. You know why? Big scarf. Massive, Massive scarf. Scarf for days on that How plate. did that not protect him? <laughs> All right, boys, let me ask you this. How would we do in this situation? We'd listen to Shani immediately because well, yeah, she's Australian yeah. and she outranks yes. us. And we, res- we respect yeah. that. She's from Cronulla. <laughs> do we fall on the side of dumb family or Shani? Like- Shani. Shani. We team up with her immediately. Okay, yeah. sick ass. Okay, good, good. We hate those rich motherfuckers. Yeah. We do. And they're so ugly. We can't respect them. <laughs> Too ugly. They're called Crispin and Drake and Ugh. Z. Ugh. Come on, We guys. kill Crispin before we actually learn he's bad because his name is so... We look at him and we're like, oh, listen, look at this fucking dickhead. It looks like a predator. And then we learn, oh, you killed him because he was evil. It's like, he was evil? What? (laughs) Drake mentioned how much he loved adverts at the dinner table and my butcher knife just slid into his throat. (laughs) I I, I think if we stick, if we listen to Erin and we do what she says, we're fine. But in the scenario that we are the Erin and there is no other, there's no (laughs) Erin. Yeah, yeah. Then I think. Well, no, that works out pretty well for us, Tom, because now we're number one on a top 50 list. (laughs) I reckon. Or at least top five in my list um i think i think we actually do okay though because boys we've been doing this podcast for a while now we've done over a hundred and something episodes we've been doing it for a bit i think we've got enough knowledge we've learned the rules i want to throw something out just off of what we said before (laughs) if we've if we hate this family so much that we've ended up killing them ourselves Foxface and Lambface are going to come in and everyone's going to be dead except for us and Shani anyway. We're going to have done their job for them. They're going to come in guns blazing. Split the money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now we're rich. Like, if the whole family's dead, yeah, who does get the money? How can we get the money? Shani's going to have to, like, we're going to have to officiate for Shani while Crispin's dying to make sure she and us can get the money. Yes. Yeah. We can do that. She can take them all out and we'll just officiate this impromptu Crispin wedding. That's while all the crossbow bolts are flying overhead. We're online getting a little- Taking a course so that we can do the wedding. Learning how to become celebrants. <laughs> we fucked up. We've actually enrolled in like a six week course. <laughs> we got to survive for six weeks. Actually, our phones don't work. Remember, they've they've jammed the cell oh, reception they have. or whatever. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's you know, right. you know what else I loved about because this was made what 2011, I think it was the the opening shot where they kill the neighbors. You know, the neighbors are rich because they've got a six disc CD player. Yeah, that's how you know they've got some money behind them. And there's also like it's the digital camera as well. She's got like a yeah. digital camera. She's amazing to see. So this came out in 2011. Yeah, the top 50 that I read was posted in 2014. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even like this movie came out. The studio is fresh, paying for a bit of promotion. It's fresh. This is three years later. That's wild, dude. People have got it on DVD and gone wild for it. Did they put it together or did fans vote for it? It was like, the to- so Total Film Magazine put like a thing out and then people voted in. That's what shocks me. Was this me. article written by Tom Reed, who believes that Shani is number one? <laughs> Can I say, is Total Film an Australian publication, Sean? Uh, see, I Ooh. remember in my early uni days, you could buy the Aussie version of the magazine or you could, like, the the news agents would get an air freighted one from the UK. Right. Yeah. A bit like Empire back in the day as well was the same thing. I this think. is a good question. Mm. I'm going to do a little bit more research because maybe it's the Total Film Australia version. Yeah, yeah. But even then, I don't think, like, we live in Australia. How many conversations have you? had with people where they're like oh i'll tell you what erin in your next that's that's the most badass character i've ever fucking seen in a horror oh, movie oh man shani vincent she's the best 
Uh, good on you, Shani. Yeah, good on you, Shani. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, if we're on side with her, even if we didn't kill everyone, she she will. Like, this is, again, this is the joy of this movie and the joy of this our situation. And look, to pivot it a bit further, if we're the home invasion, we die so fast. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, do you mean if we're... If we're the bad guys. Yeah, if we're the mask guys, <laughs> oh, right. we yeah, die no, Sh- so quick. Shani kills us immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I like what Tom said before. Like, we're, we've watched enough now. Mm. When, when that window breaks for the first time with, and, and gets Tariq in his scarfed neck, <laughs> yeah. we just hit, we hit the ground immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, like, we're Aussies. All of our dads were crocodile wranglers. <laughs> all of our mums were, like, weird survivalists who taught us all this stuff at the teat. We know this shit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. My dad, who wears multicoloured sweater vests, <laughs> he definitely is a doomsday prepper. Tom, your dad can handle himself like that paintball game you were telling me about. He's a dead eye. <laughs> yeah, no, we've talked about the, the, the paintball. Yeah. He's a, the red mist. You know what? The red mist had come in. I wonder if I've got a bit of that in me. Maybe I do. No, I don't. I was at that paintball. I did not have the red mist. <laughs> Maybe that's because you knew your dad was there, though. You didn't need to use it. Yeah. Felt safe. If it's just you at this fancy dinner with these fuckheads, maybe it just comes out of nowhere. Well, maybe. I'd love to unlock the red mist side of Tom Tom Reed. It'd be so I, I, funny. I, I, I don't think I have it. I just <laughs> <laughs> I was driving my car the other day and a spider nearly came in and I nearly I considered just leaving the car. So I don't think I've got a red mist. Oh, spiders. I Tom, I told you about this. Damo, mm. sorry. I have th- This feels like a scaredy boy story. Okay. Just because of our history with spiders. Tom's a big coward. Yeah. That time we, we went away together and there was a spider. Tom was jumping on the bed. Tom's had his recent incident with the spider in the car. Yeah. Huntsman tried to climb through my open window as I was going for a lovely drive. While you're driving, that's psycho. I was um I opened my door recently and there was a massive huntsman sort of in the in the crack of the door. Right. And I was like, I've got to get rid of this motherfucker. So I've knocked him out. He's gone under my car and then crawled up the other side. And I've gone, that's just gonna be a future problem. I've got to deal with this. <laughs> I couldn't get under there and reach him. And I was like washing my car at the time. So I started to spray him with the hose. Right. And then he's he's washed away, but then he's gone to the car next to his, which is my girlfriend's car, and he's clinging onto that car for dear life. Oh, no. And I wanted to walk away because I'm like, scary spider, but also future problem, got to deal with this yeah. so my girlfriend doesn't have to. So I finally spray him out and then I'm like, this is annoying and I hate doing it, but I'm going to have to kill this one. Oh. And I'm I'm having a spray battle with it and I've never seen this before. The spider like reared up and put its two front like like it was putting its jukes up to fight. Oh, what? Have you ever seen that happen? No. That spider looked you in the eye and it said square up cunt. Yeah. I think I've never been locked in a spider battle for that long. Like I think he reached it. Re- he reached his red mist phase. Yes. When he went, I'm gonna. I'm. I've fought so hard for my life. I've got to keep going. Yeah. He went like fight or flight, and he chose fight. I made a decision in the moment. I had to destroy him because I feared that he would come after my family forever. Uh, I understand the decision, but also <sighs> he was a fighter. If like he also just wanted a lift, mate. You could have driven him somewhere, dropped him off. I feel really bad about it, yeah. but st- still completely rattled by seeing him yes. like, basically rear up on hind legs, if that makes sense, and put his two like mm. front out and just. I was, I yeah, wow, yeah, that's a lot. I tip my, I tip my hat to him. He didn't deserve to die. Do you I know didn't. that spider was the Shani Vincent of the spider world? <laughs> it was. It really you was. You found spider Shani Vincent. If he could have spoken in that moment, he would have said, "Get fucked, cunt." Square. <laughs> he would have said. He would have said, "Square up." Sean, <laughs> if you go looking online and you search number one spider by Total Film, it is that spider from <laughs> that car. 
<laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Well, that oh. is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been David. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners like our show would like to help us out, you can. It's really easy. You can just head over to patreon.com forward slash scaredy boys, where for just five bucks a month, you get access to all our bonus episodes, including chases, scaredy stories, deep dives, and we've got so much more stuff coming up. It's not even funny. And you also get exclusive access to our twice monthly small screen scares podcast, where we watch and review some awesome horror TV. Or you can also leave us a review wherever you listen, as that truly does help a bunch and has the added benefit of making us feel like very special boys. And lastly, if you have any comments about this episode or just want to say hi, you can email us at 3 at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm Carney from 55. And I'm uh, in the top five total film. <laughs> Stay scared, everyone. Like, I get it. That family's sexy. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.